Hi, this is Kelly. And this is Jenna. And you're listening to ODFM. Today's episode is One Dragon from Murder. role-playing game called Magic the Gathering. Oh, yes. Are you guys familiar? Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. For anyone who isn't, it's similar to Dungeons and Dragons, but played with cards. Each card represents a different creature, weapon, or or power. It came out in 1993. That's when the first trade... And it was the first trading card game. Are you guys okay? No. (laughs) No, okay. It's been been a week, I'll tell you. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. We have stories. Man, I, I need a week. Uh, you should have come. I invited her. I know. You should have come. My daughter's birthday. I couldn't I couldn't leave her. I couldn't leave Next her on her year. birthday. This closet is actually in Las Vegas. <laughs> it's, it's the Las Vegas closet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's staying in here. And it's getting hot. Woo! I bet it is. Woo! I bet it is. I'm you guys are going to have to. door a little. There we go. Right? Uh, I'm, I'm, good. Good. Well, I'm good. Kelly's recording in her bra, so I don't know why you're so warm. <laughs> it's not a bra. I mean, <laughs> it looks like a bra. I'm just From hot. here, it looks like a bra. <laughs> He's wearing both a shirt and a bra. I have two. See, here's one, two. There's a bra, too. Okay. See? All right. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Poor Jen. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> You've seen it. We live together. Right. As of December 2018, it had approximately 35 million players. Over 20 billion Magic cards were produced from 2008 to 2016. Damn. I should have come up with this. Um, Certain cards can be very valuable due to their rarity in production and utility in gameplay, with prices ranging from a few cents to thousands of dollars for one card. Holy shit. Um, So they're like baseball cards. Dang. Yeah. So just for perspective, in 2019, a pristine 9.5 grade Alpha Black Lotus card was bought by an anonymous buyer for a record $166,100. Oh my God, I could have a house. Yeah. Or or you could have this card. (laughs) I might. won't keep you warm. (laughs) I might not. So side note, I once (laughs) dated a guy who was very into this game, right? 
Yeah, is that a black lotus card? Well, I don't. I don't think he had that one. <laughs> did you steal it? No, <laughs> you should have. But I did. I liked fantasy and science fiction and all that kind of stuff. So he was like, "I think you'll really like this game." So you should. So I went to a friend's house with him, and he was like, "To get a feel of the game, just sit here and like watch us play." And all I can tell you is that the couch I was sitting on was really comfortable and I took a really awesome nap. Oh, good. <laughs> it was really so exciting. I was then, just I like, <laughs> um, so, wow. yeah, Engaging. so the magic of magic still eludes me, but whatever. All right. Now let's get down to some good, some good murder stuff here. Okay. Right. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, okay. please. August 27th, 2012, Pensacola, Florida. Oh, we're in Florida. We're in Florida. Friends Patricia Burke and Sean Dugas had agreed to meet at his house on the city's northeast side for lunch. She'd known him since he was about three years old, but at this point he's 30. He's a reporter for the Pensacola News Journal. Free spirit, bushy beard, dreadlocks, super chill guy, right? Sounds fun. So she heads over to his house uh, for for their lunch plan, but before she gets up to the front step, a large man with a shaved head comes out of the house closing the door behind him and says, Sean's not here. The man told him. <clears throat> okay, I'll take your word for it. Bye. Right. And then he just got in a car and drove off. Oh. Patricia mm-hmm. left a note on the front door that read, call me. Okay. Oh, a week shit. passed. She doesn't oh, hear shit. from him. A week. So no word. Yeah, no word from him. On September 7th, Patricia returned to the house and looked inside the front window. The house was empty. He had charcoal etchings of the Eiffel Tower and and, uh, Notre Dame, and they were gone off the walls. His collection of magic cards, gone. His collection of craft beer bottles, gone. And the only thing that was left was his bulky old model big screen tube TV. Because nobody wants that. Because nobody can, yeah. Because nobody, they're just too nor, nor can you lift them, right? No, right. So that's the that only shit. thing in the house, right? So she said... Sean hung in many circles, and it was not uncommon to lose track of him for a while, but he would never just move without right. telling anybody. Like, that yeah. wouldn't happen. So Patricia spoke to some of his neighbors, who said that a few days earlier, a U-Haul had been parked out front. There was at least one man loading it. The man told that neighbor that Sean had been beaten up and was going to go live with him. And so Patricia was worried and suspicious, so she called Sean's father, who also hadn't heard from him, and they reported him missing on September 13th. Sean Dugas was never seen alive again. <gasps> well, don't get all cryy now. Where's, where's the laughter, people? Aww. Yeah. Well, God, Damn, Jen. Thanks for bringing us down. <laughs> bringing you down. Damn. <laughs> Let's now we're gonna we're gonna like switch it around. We're gonna go back in time a little bit. So now we're at April twenty fourth, nineteen eighty one. Apparently, before Rebecca was born. Correct. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Twin brothers, William and Christopher Cormier, were born. They are identical twins, so two parts of one zygote that split in the womb. Wow, we're getting all sciencey and shit. Oh, oh, I had like to do it. research, okay. girl. Yeah. Um, girl. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, this only happens three times out of 1,000 pregnancies, so it's, it's pretty darn wow. rare. Okay. Their facial features, their bone structure, and their DNA are identical. They were even Weird. born with the same intestinal malformation. They didn't specify what that was. Weird. But they both had it surgically repaired. So in school, the boys thought it was fun to show their matching scars that they had just below Hats. their ribs. Yeah. And they, would, they were trying to 
convince their classmates that they had actually been conjoined twins that had been separated. Oh, I would do that serious too. Same. I think that's That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 See, we have proof, right? Yeah. Siamese. They often seem to share the same thought, like two halves of the same person. I always wanted a sister. I know, right? Yeah. Maybe not. Let me finish the story. This might. This might change your ma- mind on this, right? Okay, good. Because I don't have a sister, so that would make there me feel go. better. Their mother even dressed them alike, so sometimes they were almost indistinguishable. It's a little yeah, nice. That may have been where it went wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I don't encourage parents to do those kind of things. Yeah, my mom did that for me and my sister, but we're four years apart, so that was extra weird. Yeah, that's super weird. <laughs> yeah. And we don't look alike, so whatever. Not um, at all, yeah. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. So... The boys grew up hearing about their father Bill's tales as a small-time criminal in his youth, which I'm sure molded them in a fantastic way. Fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good success. Job. Setting mm-hmm. up for right. success. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I also, uh, before they were five years old, the brothers burned down the family house in New Orleans. Oh, Because they were taking turns playing with a cigarette lighter. Oh, <laughs> fun. No. Uh, Will- William, who was older by all of, all of five minutes he was older... He ran out of the house shouting, one of the beds is on fire and I didn't do it. So he turned on his twin really quick. <laughs> Sounds like where we're staying. <laughs> I think it was Linda. We had an incident. We true. did have a, a bed incident earlier. No fire, though. <laughs> it a, wasn't I'm, me. I'm afraid. Not okay. this time. So Bill's Bill was a, a small time cr- crook, but also in the mid 1980s. <laughs> Sorry. Please don't choke. <laughs> No spitting red wine. We've already done so much damage he in this was, house. He was a small oh time crack. We don't need it. Yeah, he, was, he had a small time <laughs> crack. Oh my God. <laughs> I told you she had the best laugh. <laughs> in the mid-1980s, their father started an escort service. Oh, as oh, one does. super classy. As one does, right? Yeah. Called, called a touch of class. <laughs> Yeah, That's I'm even sure. better. Yes. Sure. Yes. Thank yes. you. That would be yes. who I would call right? for sure. Yes, for sure. In 1986, while William and Chris were living with their grandmother in Mississippi, their mother was arrested for prostitution. No oh, shit. shit. No, no shit. shit. Weird. How? I mean, uh, right. Yeah. How yeah. unexpected. Wow. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this was a little weird. In an attempt to get the charges expunged, Bill arranged an undercover sting with local law enforcement and the DEA using his escort business on his own thing. I don't. Something. I don't know. He was. Uh, he worked a deal out. I don't know. It's all kinds <laughs> He's of. He's like, it's fishing. mine, but let's not charge me. Right. We'll right. charge everyone else. The Johns. Fair, right. So, not surprisingly, their parents soon divorced because <laughs> <laughs> obviously things were. What? <laughs> Sound t- perfectly normal. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill won uh, sole custody of the boys, which I guess if you have to go between someone who's running. He's running uh, a business. Well, yeah, small business a, owner. Mm-hmm. Small right. business owner versus. Small business versus, versus a prostitute. Right. Versus which the is product. Which independent <laughs> contractor. Right. Right. Definitely go with a small business. The parents got divorced. Bill won sole custody of the boys. Bill was always chasing a new job. Hotel manager, computer technician, salesman. By the time William and Chris were 16, they had gone to 18 different schools and lived in eight different states. Aw, poor babies. They're like all over the place. So they had a even tighter bond than regular identical twins, I think, because 
Yeah, they, they were their own friends anywhere, right? Friends everywhere. They were their own unit, right? Oh, right. Poor babies. So they survived by sticking together. In school, they did the usual. They played pr- pranks. They switched classes, IDs, swapped girlfriends. Uh, you know, I've the always whole wanted to be like that. Um, I don't know if the swap girlfriends things. It's like <laughs> a normal thing, right? It's a little creepy. I, I, it's oh, I'm not saying it's cool. I'm just saying no. I've, I've heard about. Remember it Sweet Valley High? <gasps> yes. Oh my god, you won't. But we there you go. I, <laughs> what? It was a book series, <laughs> identical twin sisters. Yes, oh. and they would switch places in the books, yep. and they were always dating each other, boyfriends and shit. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. Totally. So William was the more serious brother. He got good grades. They came easily. He tried to help out Chris, who was a little more lax and carefree, and he had to really work to get his... By the time the boys reached 15, uh, William started to outweigh Chris by a few pounds, and he had grown an inch taller. William was more dominant. William was more dominant and he was more protective, right? Oh, okay, good. In 1993, while their dad, Bill, was selling cars in Pensacola, Florida, William and Chris, who at this time are 12, would spend time hanging out at local comic book shops. They became friends with a boy named Sean Dugas. All three were obsessed with the game Magic, so they had that as like a, a bonding thing. By the time they were teenagers, Sean and the Cormier brothers had amassed thousands of these cards, making customized decks to use in late night and weekend tournaments. Well, that's cool. At least they had something they were into. Yes. So, and they met, they met this guy, right? No. They actually made a friend outside of their little... What, their little bubble. Okay. Yeah. This is count, sounding kind of Stranger Things-ish. Ooh, it is mm-hmm. kind of like Stranger uh-huh. Things. Okay. Yeah, okay, there okay. you go. So Sean was a year younger than the twins, and he was known as a breezer. Which was the what? slang, the slang that they used for kids who um, were from across Pensacola Bay, who lived in Gulf Breeze, which was the wealthy oh, suburb. Okay. He was from the he was from the nice side of town, he was right? Shishi. Yeah, um, right. But despite the fact that he was a breezer, he didn't really fit the reputation. He was not an elitist like the twins. He was a child of divorce, so the three formed a close bond, which was really unusual for the twins. Unfortunately, by 1996, just as they were all three about to start high school, Bill found a job in Atlanta and the Cormier family was up. Of course. Again. Uh, Again. And they left. Of course. Right. As the brothers grew older, Bill tried to be their equal more than their father. When they got jobs at 15, he expected them to contribute to the household bills. Oh, shit. That's how you get kids to move out. Yeah. I need to do that. That's what our Uber driver told me. We learned that from an Uber driver Mm -hmm. today. He told me that's how I I make sure my my son grows into a good kid. Because you charge him rent. charges him rent. How old is this kid? 16. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Dang. Shit. Okay. Um, glad my mom didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. When they dropped out of school midway through their sophomore year, their dad didn't object. He was like, cool, work some more. Yeah, didn't care, right? Okay. When they were 17, there was an argument and Bill struck Chris and the boys ran away. Oh, no, he didn't. Bill didn't even try to find them. He just let them go. Wow. What Father of the year. Father of the year. Right? Oh, yeah, sure. totally. But they didn't stay away for long. I think they were only gone for a few months or whatever. Chris, remember, he was like the gentler one. He mm-hmm. actually left home first. At 19, he took a job running a Kansas Waffle House. A year later, 20-year-old William joined the Navy and got married in 2001. Wow. Okay. Bill then moved his mother, the twin's younger brother, and himself to go to live with Chris. And Chris was now the family provider. So he's like wow, 20, And he's wow. providing for all these people. 
There's a little brother yeah. too. Apparently there's a little brother. There was um, not a whole lot of information on that. Okay. There's a little brother too. In 2003, though, Chris was arrested for possession of meth with an intent to distribute. Oh, fuck. They they got all kinds of stuff going on. So William, who's still in the Navy, was stationed in Pensacola. In Pensacola. Pensacola? Is that close to Pensacola? Yes, it is. (laughs) I love your face. Very close. I love your face so much. So, but he injured his back and was discharged from the service in late 2004. He got a $50,000 a year corporate job with a Waffle House in Georgia. Okay. I don't know how he got this with his sophomore yeah. like, high school education. Don't tell my son that because he will totally right. be like, see, I don't need to go back to school. He will. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand how that happened. So he's working. He's at a corporate house. He's got a corporate job with Waffle House in Georgia. In 2006, he became a father. Sadly, wow. a year later, his wife divorced him. He lost custody of his son. He lost his job and he owed more than $600 a month in child support. So William and Chris gravitated towards each other in their times of need. William helped Chris get a job at a Waffle House franchise. They're big into Waffle House. I don't know what their deal is with Waffle House. I mean, I love Waffle House. I do too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Chris helped William pay his child support. The brothers began playing poker because, you know, when you're having money problems, the brothers are playing poker. And for the next five years, they went from service job to service job, sporadically went back and forth living with their dad. So sometimes they lived on their own and stuff. It's a hot mess. It's a weird codependent thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. In 2009, they're all living in Bill's trailer home. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was nice and big, Mm -hmm. right? That's cozy. And at some point, police came and raided the trailer and they found a safe full of marijuana. That's what I would put in my safe. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Why, why have a safe? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a safe in the floor of the shop? I do. I haven't Is cracked that it yet. That? You still haven't cracked that? Come on, girl. I can bring a drill over and we can have no! it. No. I want someone who does it with the old school. I have a stethoscope. Yeah. <laughs> you come out. It. Let's come do out. it. Use it as a business expense. Come that, on. and then, like, watch a couple YouTube videos, yeah. and we got it done. We got it. Totally. We can yeah. do it. We can totally do that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sometimes oh. I trip on it, so. She, everybody <laughs> trips on it. So, all right. So, the police found a safe full of marijuana. Chris <laughs> took the fall. I don't know why. Oh. Also kind of weird that he took the fall since he already had an issue with the meth. Yeah. Anyway, oh, he's yeah. the Maybe one that's who, like. Why, though. They were like, you're already screwed. Yeah. I already have I a record. So. I'll yeah. take it. I guess so. But. He received probation and a $1,000 fine, which... Wow, that's nothing. Which actually, you know, is kind of silly considering marijuana shouldn't have any kind of... True, true. But if he already has a meth issue or a meth charge, or I don't know, I thought that was weird. We think, yeah, it would be. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay. Uh, So maybe that's why. Maybe they were like, hey, hey, this is a better drug, so we're going to go easy on you. (laughs) If you're going to do drugs, do this one. Yes. Please. Exactly. We're going to cut him you some slack. Shit. Right. <laughs> We're going to cut him some slack because he, uh, you know, at least he picked a better drug. So then after a brawl between William and Bill. The William twins, and Bill. Oh, yes. That's oh, the right. Dad. I was like a. Between the dad uh, and Bill. And Bill. And, yeah. No. Yeah. Is he like. The dad and the. Yeah. Is he like Bill Jr. then? Or is oh, he just. The dad is actually Bill Jr. So this is William the third. Mm. Oh, okay. Which is also kind of weird because there's like Chris and then William the third. So one twin is a third, and the other guy is just oh. well, I'm just Chris. 
I feel like you <laughs> set him up for failure to begin with. Right? Be like, it's obviously, like, this is the one. Should they have been? And then plus, and Chris. Right. I mean, they should the have bonus been kid. Bill third and fourth. William oh, God, that would have been William weird. In order? <laughs> yeah. They should have done that. <laughs> nice. Billy and Bill. Billy, William, Billy. Billy, William, Billy. Nice. Billy. Oh! Billy and Billy. Oh, God. Oh, God. Billy's Willie. <laughs> no, no. You said it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. You didn't, though. That makes it funnier. <laughs> okay, this is weird. So. Yeah. <laughs> Always. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. There was a, <laughs> there was a, so there was a brawl between the dad and William, right? And so the twins left and lived in William's Mercury for four months. Both boys lived in the car for four months, parking overnight in neighborhoods and in the Walmart parking lot. It's one and of those really kept, big ones. I guess. A mercury. Still, I don't know. Yeah. It's like still, a cougar or like what kind of mercury? Mm, it just said mercury. I don't know. Still two grown men. I don't know. Cougars are my favorite because of the taillights. Oh, I will have to look that up. I'm going to imagine that. Okay. I might have imagined that. Um, Here's what's weird. So they slept with the windows rolled up, even though it was sweltering summer heat of of Georgia, to keep the bugs out. Oh, okay. Because there's a lot of bugs while they ate potted meat sandwiches. What? Which I had to look up. She's going to. Right, yeah. Potted meat. I I had to look that up because I didn't know what that meant. It is food preserved by canning and consists of various seasoned cooked meats, often pureed, minced, or ground. Oh my god! So it's um, like pigs' feet, babies. Um, yeah. no, honestly, it looked a lot like my cat's canned food. Uh, she was. She said baby food. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, cat food, baby food. Mm, you know, yeah. same stuff. Oh god, really nasty. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's lovely. So finally, in 2010, William got a job as a poker dealer at the Greyhound track in Pensacola. They really like Pensacola. Yeah. They gravitate, right? Chris became a regular at the tables. They got an apartment. So, you know, okay, they moved out of the car. That's good stuff, Moving right? on. Moving up. Scott Davidson, a fellow poker dealer, commented on their- David Scottson? I'm just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> she looked. like, <laughs> let like, me check. It's Scott Davidson. No, it's not. No. It's Scott Davidson. <laughs> He commented on the apartment saying, quote, it was like they would have the same thoughts. One would offer you a drink while the other was making it. It was like a well-oiled 1950s. That gave me chills. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right? Creepy. In your boots. (laughs) (laughs) I got the chills, but. Okay, but in your boots. Okay, cool. Well, that's when you know it's. That's when you know it's creepy. That's when it's Never ignore the gut feeling in your yeah. boobs. The gut feeling of the boobs. My boobs you have never liked my, my boobs. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Just like Shakira, but that was her hips. Right. That was awesome. All right. Okay. So the Cormier brothers had matching shaving kits side by side in the bathroom. Yes. One cooked while the other one washed dishes. Another frequent guest at the apartment was their old friend, Sean Dugas. Oh, Sean. They got back hey, together Sean. with their friend, right? <laughs> yeah. But now, now he's the lanky, dreadlocked reporter who loved to oh. smoke and drink beer. Oh, oh yes. Cool. It's coming right. back. I remember now. Right? Here we are. This is the guy that disappears, right? So 
In early 2012, the Cormier twins went back to Georgia, partly out of obligation to their dad, who is now caring for his disabled sister and her two kids, and partly because they started having money issues again. Shocker. Motherfucker. I know, right? So they go back to Georgia. They leave their creepy apartment. The family rented a simple one-story brick house in Winder, Georgia. And between Bill's disability check and the twins' poker winnings, the family got by financially. All right. So everybody's crammed into this one-story brick house, right? And personalities are clashing still. But it helped that um, William and Chris frequently went on gambling trips. It's That helped. That helped. Yeah, that's totally helpful. Yeah. Great. own a small business or make cool and unusual handcrafted items? We love artists and small business owners, and we would be stoked to help get the word out about yours. Consider advertising with us through this podcast. It's super affordable, and our podcast reaches every corner of the U.S., even worldwide. To find out more, visit otfmpodcast.com and click on the Advertise With Us link. Let's get your creativity into the hands of people who would love it. Now we took a little break. Back to our story. In August of 2012, William and Chris went on a gambling trip to the poker rooms in and around Pensacola because they just can't get away from Pensacola. Sean Dugas invited them to come and stay at his house while they were in town. When they arrived at Sean's on August 22nd, they found Sean with his jaw (laughs) wired shut and his trademark bushy beard shaved off. What the fuck? Apparently, Don't get rid of the beard. Why? No, apparently he had gotten knocked unconscious at a party a few days earlier. Damn. So they had to <laughs> shave his beard to wire his jaw shut. I guess it was really bushy. I don't know. Rebecca's like, when do I get to say it? Oh, God, it? when do I get to say it? Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Sean's friend, Derry Day. Derry? I don't know. D-H-E-R-R-Y. Derry. Derry Day Jr. He's a oh, junior. there's two of them. Derry <laughs> uh, Day was there when the brothers arrived, and Derry said, quote, he was excited to see them. And later, all four of them headed down to the Spanish Trail pub and eatery where over pitchers of beer, they joked about getting revenge on Sean's assailant. You know, they kind of joked about, oh, they had it. How did Sean, like, drink there? Was he just like... Uh, I guess so. He probably just... He just just tipped his head back and they just poured it over his... I don't know. (laughs) Wired shut. Right. Here's your straw. Whoa. Well, he can only have um, liquid, so liquid. I guess so, beer's yeah, fine. That works. I'm sure you know that probably, beer. That blended meat was probably oh, really that's good. that's right. The blended oh, meat. The blended, the blended meat would have been good. Right, right, right. Mm. Um, what was that called? Uh, <laughs> potted meat? Potted meat. Mm. Pot. Yum. I bet he wanted some potted meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here, let us help you, Sean. This also was kind of weird. They said um, when, when Sean's pain from the jaw issue worsened, they offered to take him to the emergency room. And I'm thinking... He's beer. drinking beer. Yeah. Like Why is more? he feeling this? <laughs> um, whiskey. We need to yeah. go harder alcohol. Obviously. Yeah. Duh. So over the next few days, Sean became very annoyed by the twins. Apparently they had out outlasted their welcome. I thought you were going to say he outsmarted. No. Outsmarted him. I don't no, think I don't think no. so. I don't, I don't. <laughs> they, they have a sophomore year in high school. I don't think Good point. He didn't outsmart them. 
Probably not. <laughs> Reese Watkins, another of Sean's friends, said that Sean actually spent four or five nights sleeping on his couch across town because, quote, he didn't want to go home, but he didn't want to be the asshole to tell them to leave. Oh, so he was still trying to be, to be nice, uh, but he was like, he's like, I don't want to tell him to leave, but I'm not fucking staying there. <laughs> like, bye. Come I would have been like, you got to go. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, it's I, I need my house. Peace out. Yep. On Monday, August 27th, this is the same day of the lunch. Oh, on yes. Monday, August 27th, the Cormier brothers took Sean to an appointment with an oral surgeon that he had. As they left around 11 a.m., Sean used William's cell phone to call his friend Patricia Burke Mm -hmm. and planned to meet her for lunch. I remember her. But lunch never happened. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Patty. Mm -hmm. No burger patties for you with Patty. So, (laughs) (laughs) no burger patties with Patty. (laughs) I'm going to have to drink to make that funny. Let's do it. Make it. Make it funny. Make it funny. Force it. A few weeks later, a few weeks later, mid-September 2012, back in Winder, Georgia, 62-year-old Bill Cormier looks out his living room window when he hears a truck rumbling up the driveway. He was surprised to see William driving a U-Haul truck and Chris pulling up behind him in the Chrysler they had driven down for their trip. So they just went on a poker trip with a car and came back with a U-Haul. Uh-oh. Weird, right? Mm-hmm. Where'd you get all this shit? Right. He peered into the back of the truck and saw boxes of comics, an orange chair, and other random furniture. But what struck him was the smell, a horrific odor coming what? from the back of the truck. <gasps> but remember, the dad is very hands-off. Mm-hmm. So he didn't say anything. The boys just told their father that the U-Haul's contents belonged to a friend from Pensacola, who they dropped off on the way to Georgia. And the smell was the friend's dog who had died on the trip. What? Okay, so we're just going to leave him back there because right. that's what one does. Gross. Exactly. Bill found the story odd, but didn't ask any questions because he's that kind of awesome dad. Also, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's so very involved. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Friends don't snitch. So he just didn't, you know. I don't know. Unless it's on your wife or like yeah. all your employees. Yeah. Then it's fine. <laughs> then it's fine. Yeah. There you go. So this is August or no, this is September in Georgia. Ew. So a few days later, the smell was so bad. Bill worried that the neighbors were going to complain, but you he think? refused. Yeah. He refused to go and look and see what it was. Ah, me too. Same. I kind of, I kind of agree on that, but okay. I might call someone. He's worried the neighbors are going to complain, so the boys said, "Okay, we're going to go bury the dog in the backyard." Oh fuck! Gradually, the odor disappeared. So you know, problem solved, right? Then uh, Chris began talking about applying at a KFC, and what William was trying. Waffle House cheater. I don't know. No, no loyalty. Uh, William <laughs> was trying to convince his younger brother to join him as a professional poker player. Which, again, if they just had to move back home again, I'm thinking maybe professional is not the way to go. I am i don't know. They should use their twin skills. Twinning. Twinning. That's what they should find a way to. Yeah, I don't know how you would do that. They just think each other's thoughts. You can't excuse yourself and go to the bathroom in the middle of a hand and then switch places. or I don't think you can do anything like that. I'd like the thoughts. Be like, I oh. have these cards. What do you have? Right. If he knows winning. that I want a drink, then yeah, there you go. I feel like they should have utilized that better than totally. You're right. whatever You're right. they're going to end up doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So 
the dog is buried. They're moving on. They're doing things. No one mentions the U-Haul. The U-Haul is just sitting in the backyard. On the morning of October 8th, Bill received a phone call from the Pensacola police asking about a missing man who had last been seen with William. The police came to the house and Bill let, led them to the spot where they buried the dog, quotation marks, the dog. Uh, the twins had actually run out to the store at this time. When they returned, they spotted the cops and turned around, but an officer followed and eventually pulled them over near the city limits. So they were like, oh shit. And, you know. Yeah. Uh, whoops. I see a car. Right. Totally. I don't know why they'd be so worried about, you know, it's just a dog in the backyard. Soon the house was surrounded by police, helicopters, and news cameras. Beneath a freshly poured concrete slab, authorities extracted a blue storage bin about the size of a coffee table. Inside, they found the intact and contorted remains (gasps) of a decomposing man wrapped in a clear plastic tarp. Contorted. I know. Yeah, well, they had to put him in there. Yeah. Uh, The cause of death was later determined to be from blunt force trauma to the back of the head. And the dental, re- yeah, the de- dental records did confirm it was Sean Dugas. So he got his jaw messed up and then the back. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, how many people did they know that had their jaws wired shut? It was probably pretty easy to figure out it was him, actually. Yeah, oh, that's that one, Oh, dude. God, they had to unwire his jaw to check his dental records? Oh, oh I didn't even think of that. Ah! <laughs> Teeth, dead teeth. Oh my god! Oh my god! Live teeth. Oh my god! Dead teeth. Oh, dead teeth. Why are dead teeth creepier than? I love teeth, and if they're dead, that would be so sad. And you have to cut open a face. (laughs) I know. Oh it's horrible. God. I just want oh the, my God. the teeth oh. to fall. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. The Cormier twins were charged with murder and concealing a death and taken to separate detention centers. Good. Police pressed them individually for details on how Sean Dukas ended up in their backyard. Separated from his twin, Chris, he was the younger, calmer one, whatever. He hadn't been sleeping and he hadn't eaten in a week. So on October 16th, Eight days after the arrest, he opened up to police. He told the detectives that on August 27th, the day Sean was supposed to have lunch with Patricia, the boys and Sean were at Sean's Pensacola house. Chris Mm -hmm. heard a man scream and saw William chase Sean into the garage. William was taller and almost 100 pounds heavier than Sean. He caught up with him. And before Sean could open a back door in the garage and escape, Chris saw his brother strike Sean in the back of the head with something he couldn't identify. And Sean was dead. That was it. One blow to the back of the head. That's fast. Problem solved. Yep. Right. The end. William then drove to a nearby Walmart and bought a plastic tarp and, and a blue moving bin. He rolled Sean's body up in the tarp and Chris helped him fold the body into the box. Then they left the bin at the house they took Sean's Magic the Gathering card collection, which was later valued to be between twenty-five dollars and $100,000. And William sold some of the cards to a man at a local com- comic shop for gas money back to Georgia. Gas money? Then, yeah, just, he just sold a few here, a few there. Then he sold some to vendors at Dragon Con that was in Atlanta. So they actually left the body at the house, drove back up to Georgia, sold some ca- cards there for about $5,000, then they sold a few more at another store in Georgia, 
And then William also sold his rare black lotus card <gasps> that was really expensive. The black yeah. lotus. The yes, black the lotus black lotus card. <gasps> the most the most valuable magic card ever released, worth Holy tens shit. of thousands of dollars Holy to a shit. vendor in Tennessee. For how much? Didn't say. Oh, god damn it! I have a feeling he just kind of sold it really quick and really didn't get the full value out of it. I'm guessing so. The brothers then went back to Pensacola on September 3rd. William hired a lawn service and a cleaning crew to clean up after he and Sean had loaded Sean's remains and possessions into the U-Haul. Chris also told police that it was William who buried the bin containing Sean's body behind their father's house. So he just spilled his guts after eight days. So he's no Navy SEAL. I'll tell you that. So (laughs) he wouldn't make it. In his report, Pensacola police detective Daniel Harnett wrote, quote, Christopher stated that William killed his friend Sean Dugas for his money associated with the collection of magic cards. That was the whole motive. That was, was it. That was it. What that was a friend. It. Okay. Right? After all that time. What a friend. Mm-hmm. So nine days after Chris made that statement to police. So now you want some of those cards, don't you? Mm-hmm. I won't right? kill her for hers. I won't even kill you ever. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> This friendship seems unbalanced to me, but I know I'm getting a little worried. I'm so giving. I just got a matching tattoo with her, and she's like talking about what to kill me over. No, I said I wouldn't. (laughs) Right, but but she but she specified what she wouldn't, just not the cards. Everything else is open to interpretation. Wow. Oh God. Okay. Wow. What else? Nine days after Chris's statement to Pensacola police, William was charged with first degree murder and robbery with a weapon. Chris was charged with accessory after the fact, unarmed burglarizing of an unoccupied dwelling. Wow. That's very specific. Very specific. It is, right? In a letter to his father that was sent from jail, William wrote, there have been, there have been changes with my charges thanks to you know who for the worse. So, you know the, who, you know the who, twin. Is you know who. <laughs> oh, yeah. The twin bonding is coming apart here. On November 16th, both William and Chris, who had been separated by Georgia police for over a month, were transported together in the what? same van for the 400 mile trip to Pensacola, Florida. Come on. So, wow. Georgia was so good about keeping them separate, and then they throw them in the same mm-hmm. car. Wow. For 400 miles. (laughs) So in an article called My Brother's Keeper that was published in the February 1st, February 1st, 2013 issue of Atlanta magazine, journalist Tony Reagan wrote this. William was placed in the back of the van. Chris sat near the middle. They had not had any contact for 40 days and now they were feet apart, separated by a grate through which they could easily speak. Finally, after weeks of wondering how, how Chris could have sold him out, William could ask him directly, quote, are you trying to put a needle in my arm? He demanded. No, 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 Chris insisted. I would never testify against you. And William should have known better, Chris said. He explained to William that the statement had been made under a state of food and sleep deprivation. (laughs) He told William he was on suicide watch and a representative of the jail denied that Chris was on any heightened surveillance. So he was lying to his brother in the van. When they arrived at the jail in Pensacola, they were assigned to different cell blocks. Chris reportedly said, I love you, brother. I'll see you when this gets over. So he was just kind of feeding him some lines. Wow. 
Chris Cormier, now 31 years old, pled no contest to his charges. He was sentenced to 15 years for helping his brother conceal a murder. In Williams' trial, uh, Dr. Cassie Boggs, an assistant medical examiner for the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, said that Sean Dugas was in a fetal position in the storage container, surrounded by sheets, a plastic tarp, air fresheners, and spray foam used to conceal cracks in walls. His body had to be cut from the bottom of the plastic bin because of the layer of concrete on top. Oh, I mean, yeah. the spray foam is a good idea, though. That is. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was kind of smart, you know. I mean, mean obviously I, not good enough. Air but... fresheners. I'm like, really, air guys? Fresheners? Air fresheners? They threw in some but of those they little don't trees. Even work that in taxis, yeah. Right. Well, they did that in seven, right? They put them all like over that room, yeah. You know, but it still didn't work. So, surveillance footage from WalMarts in Pensacola. Essential. Oils. Essential oh, they should have gone with the essential oils. Okay, so we're at the trial. Surveillance footage from Walmarts in Pensacola, a Home Depot in Georgia, and U-Haul facilities in both locations showed William buying a variety of items associated with the crime. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. on camera all over the mm-hmm. place, right? Right. No denying. We know that this is a bad idea, but William testified in his own defense. Oh, shit. And told the jury that it was Chris who was the mastermind <sighs> behind oh, the murder. Oh, shit. I right? had a feeling this was going to happen. Was yep. It? So defense attorney Richard Curry said, quote, William's brother, Chris, said, here's a note from Sean wanting us to help him move. His brother said, Sean wants us to help him get some money and sell his magic cards. And he didn't think anything of it. He trusted his brother. This is like lame ass story. But witnesses, including the twins father, testified that William had always been the more dominant twin and the leader. So even their dad was like, eh, yeah, I can't. That's uh, bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So the jury deliberated for less than two hours and found William Cormier III guilty as he and he was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of Wow. Prison. Good. That is it. That's it. So all that over magic. The dragon, Over magic, magic the gathering cards with dragons. I'm, I found a dragon murder story. How stupid, right? Over cards, Over and cards. it's not like they even took them and then like, like researched and got the best no. amount for them. They just, you know, they had the most gas valuable money. one ever. Yep. Oh, so disappointing. Whatever. I'm so disappointed in Bill and Bill and Bill. Ted. Bill and Willie. Ted. Bill and Ted. And Chris. (laughs) Bill and Bill and Bill and Chris. Bill, 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 Bill and Chris. I'm disappointed. It makes me sad that they were like raised into shit. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's weird that their dad didn't do anything to help them or worry about where they were or why it smelled like dead dog. But then he testified against his kid. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah come these on. kids are shit. Yeah. It's weird. I didn't do yeah. it. When law enforcement gets involved, suddenly he wants to help. He yeah. helps his ex-wife. Yeah, he true. loves that. Mm. True. Good point. Mm. Interesting. Take them all. Oh, good go. story, Jenna. That's all I got. We liked your story. Thank you. All right. Sources for this story include AtlantaMagazine.com, Wikipedia.com, monstersandcritics.com, usatoday.com, dailymail.co.uk, and crimeandcapitalpunishment.com. 
Nice. I like the monsters one. I mean, that's a new right? addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was a different one. Um, and I have lots of good pictures. Like these guys, even like at the time that they committed the murder, they're still pretty damn identical. Wow. Yeah. That'd be cool to see. And there's pictures of them digging up the bathroom. <gasps> what? Yes. 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 Okay. I'm stoked. So, all right. All so right. everyone will have to go online and check those out. So yes, thank you. For thank listening. you everyone for listening to us. Oh my God. Sorry for our Vegas craziness. Um, and we had our, our, our guest, Rebecca, oh gosh, who Rebecca. had to depart quickly. Yes. Without her panties. Apparently. <laughs> without her panties. <laughs> but, but she came back for shoes. <laughs> she did. Because priorities yes. <laughs> priorities <are> more important <laughs> right. and yes this is going on the podcast Whew, okay. she left us early thank you everyone right, for listening you. <laughs> join us next week Goodbye. join us next week stay odd to see images from this story follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at odfm podcast or on our website at odfmpodcast.com, where you'll also find a link to our merch store, where you can get awesome stuff like t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. And if the weekly podcast just isn't enough to fill your ODFM cup full, join our fan club on Patreon for more content like minisodes, bloopers, and discounts at our merch store. That site is patreon.com slash odfmpodcast. And if you do love our bloopers and need more than we naturally do, which is a lot, buy us a glass of wine at buymeacoffee.com slash ODFM podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful.